Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Little Anime Podcast, where we talk about anything anime-related, games, movie shows, anything anime-related we talk about. So, before I get into our new section and then our main topic, I have a guest today. Guest, would you like to introduce yourself again? Hey, y'all. I'm Denisha. Uh... What what episode was it that you came on? You this yes everyone. This is my first guest who showed up. This is Denisha. What episode was it that you showed up on? I don't remember. Like what topic did we talk about? Oh oh um we talked about Face Day Night. That was it. It was Fate. I think so. I think it was like the series. Uh, must have been. I, I just don't remember which one we talked about. It was one of them, but yes, Denisha was my first guest on the show, and we did do one of the episodes together, so you want to go back and listen to that one. But so, how have you been, you know, with everything going on with this whole pandemic? You know, we've all been busy trying to stay alive. I'm doing pretty good, especially compared to, like, a lot of people, you know? Oh yeah, doing pretty good. Um, it's like a now I'm. I feel like I'm more adjusted to pandemic life. Pretty much, but then it <laughs> seems like now everyone's trying to get back into it, and especially since you know here in Florida we are getting ready for our hurricane um season since it did start yesterday. Oh, that's meant to rain. Yep, that's why it's raining so much. <laughs> yep, hurricane <laughs> season started yesterday. So yep. So, you know, people here start getting ready. Oh, gosh. I'm not looking forward to it at all. Not at all. But, you know, what can you do? Right? When you finally taste freedom, (laughs) this is what happens. Then another thing pops up and you're like, God damn it. All right, so let me just get into our new section and then we'll get into our main topic, which if you guys can hear heard from the opening we'll be talking about a show that Denisha and I freaking love we'll be talking about Black Clover so before we get into that let me just give our quick little news section so from animenewsnetwork.com this talks about a voice actor an actor and radio personnel Gozo Wananaba passed away due to heart failures in his Tokyo home on May 18th he was 88 
apparently some of his most popular roles were in this anime version of Treasure Island and he's done a bunch of other stuff as well and he's also did a voice in the one of the Kingdom Hearts games so yes he is one of the, a very well-known uh voice actor in Japan and yeah, apparently he passed away so I mean I've never heard of him but I haven't either but I mean, it's always sad when you hear this and then you hear some of the stuff they've done and you're like, oh, he played this character or he played that character. So, you know, you know, uh, goes out the my uh, feelings and whatnot goes out to his family and, you know, for all the work he's put into, you know, for anime's lovers like me and Denisha. I love the support. Love the support. All right. Next piece and what happened? I also heard there was like another voice actor that died as well. But she was mostly known for um, her girl characters on cartoons. I didn't see anything that popped up, but maybe. It was like a week or two ago. I think um, she was, one of like her main voices that she did, well, most popular, was Toph. Oh, from, from um, Avatar. Yeah. Oh. I found it recently passed. I'll have to look that up, because that didn't barely pop up. Uh, but, oh, uh, it wasn't, he was not really an actor, but the person who created berserk passed away a couple of weeks ago and berserk, oh, wow. yeah and berserk is a very popular manga which kind of goes into my next news which talks about the top selling manga in japan by series and number one on the list is demon slayer that that makes sense <laughs> that makes sense yeah because demon slayer is such a huge such a huge show going on now and with the movie and then with season two coming out honestly i can't wait have you seen the movie yet no i haven't i'm planning to watch that i think i'm gonna watch it today actually okay because i did watch the movie i went actually went to the theaters and watched it with my brother (gasps) that movie is so good so so good Let me just get into, let's say, so number two was Juju Kaisen. I haven't watched that yet. That's actually another show I need Please to. Please do. Please do. Okay, so you've seen it. Okay, I actually planned on watching because the dub did finish. You know me, I'm the type that waits for a show to finish and I, I binge it in like a night. But uh, number like- three, same. <laughs> number three <laughs> is Tokyo Avengers. Uh, number four is Attack on Titan. And number five was Chainsaw Chainsaw Man. So those are the I heard five... I've been hearing little rumbles of that one. Which one? Uh, Chainsaw Man. I've been hearing like, yes. a little bit of stuff. Something and actually, it's supposed to be getting an anime soon. I don't remember if it has an exact date yet, but that's supposed to be getting an anime soon. So the fact that it's number five on the top selling manga kind of makes sense that it's getting an anime. Uh, let's see. Next piece of news. Uh, Curie Animation on Monday. Uh, announced that a fan appreciation event will return after four years as the fifth Kyo Animation Thanks event, Kyo and Music Festival, Inspiration for the Future. It's the first musical festival that that the anime studio is directly presenting. It will be placed in the Rome Theater in Kyoto on November 20 and 21st. Uh, that actually sounds pretty amazing. So, of course, as you know, Kyori Animation had the whole thing with the fire back in 2019. So the fact that, you know, they're not letting that uh, dempt their spirits and, you know, they're trying to get back on track. Just, you know, Kyori Animation went through a lot. Yeah, they did. They really did. I'm I'm really happy that they 
decides like fight through it yeah and then you know bringing themselves back up and so you know i can't wait because they've actually done a few animes i can't name any of the top of my head but they've done a lot of animes that are popular so uh you know good for you creation uh next news um, the Gundam, um, this is one I talked about last week. The Gundam Halfway movie finally has a release date. It's supposed to be coming out in Japan. Uh, the release date for it is supposed to be June 11th. This, of course, is a movie that got delayed three times because of COVID. And then sometime last week, it got delayed again because of this current state of emergency that got um, released in Japan that's supposed to be still lasting until the 20th, but they do have an actual date that the movie is supposed to be coming out on June 11th. For people who are a Mobile Suit Gundam fan and who has been waiting for this movie, you guys don't have to wait any longer. The movie is finally, finally coming out after being delayed three times. I mean, ugh, I couldn't even imagine. If the Demon Slayer movie got delayed like that, I'd be so pissed. Yeah, I would be crying or something. Cause it's um, like one thing for you to delay yourself, but then like you delay. you you get it if it's like one or two, but like three times getting delayed. Oh come on now! But you you gotta understand this whole oh, freaking pandemic is like, ugh, stop it, stop it, stop it. But okay, like, this is not what I've been <laughs> no care for in my life. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, next news. This is talking about. Have you heard that there's supposed to be a Demon Slayer game coming out? Hello. Yeah, I heard about it. Okay, so I'm, here's. I'm really excited. I'm excited, and here's a piece of news about it. It's supposed to be made by Sega, who you know made like the Sonic games. It's called Demon Slayer: mm-hmm. The Hinokami Chronicles, and they have an English subtitle of the two characters' trailers of Tanjiro and Nezuko. So the game will be released on PlayStation Four, Five, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, X and S, and on Steam sometime this year. Sega will release the game in English and Asia this year for the same devices. So basically, the game pretty much follows the first season following the Tanjiro, you know, trying to battle um, all these demons and, you know, turn Nezuko back to normal. So that's basically what the game is going to be like that. You get to play different characters, you know, like Tanjiro, Nezuko, Zenitsu, Inosuke. You get to play some of the Hashiras. And so, actually, I have a question for you. Who is your I favorite character? I wonder if, like, okay. From Demon Slayer? Yeah, who's your favorite character? Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, who? It's hard. I, to be honest, I think Zenitsu. Zenitsu? Oh, you like, oh, oh, you're one of those people. Yeah. You're one of those people. You like Zenitsu. Because at first, I hated his character. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, I you're like everyone. Everyone was- hated him, <laughs> and then people love him. And from what I've heard, later on in the story, he's supposed to get like ten times better. So I can't, I can't wait to see how he evolves. But I'm like you. I, I was it. pretty hard for me to pick one character. I mean, the default one is Nezuko. How can you hate Nezuko? Come on now. She's so adorable. So adorable. 
Um, I like there's just something you like about each character, but me personally, right away, I love the water Hashira, Gyu Tomioka. Oh, yeah, uh, he's, he's my second, man. he's my second. I love that man, and I've said this before, he because he is dubbed by one of my favorite voice actors, Johnny on Bosch. When I heard that voice, I was like, oh, I love you already. I love it. I love it. I love that <laughs> man. He's played, character. you know, he plays, he plays Lelouch in Claude Gias, he played Ichigo in Bleach. Uh, he's played so many characters that I love. So as soon as I heard his voice, I was like, I like you. But there's so many characters that I like because I, I love, you can't hate Tanjiro. Tanjiro's such a good boy. No. Like, oh, I love Inosuke. Inosuke has me cracking up in some episodes. He's freaking <laughs> hilarious. I'm like you. I kind of, I hated Zenitsu in the beginning. But as you, the story goes by, even though in the really? first season, he kind of evolves. So I'm, I'm waiting to see how he evolves more. Um, I love the insect Hashira Shinobu. I'm oh. excited. And after you watch the, the fact that, like, uh huh. I'm sorry. No, 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 no keep going. Honestly, keep going. Um, I like this like mainly because of the fact that, like, he only knows one. Oh, yes. Yeah, so he only so knows one technique. How much better he is? Hey, yeah, he was only able and to learn like, one technique. Oh. But he's able to like maximize it to like the max, and the fact then this the fact that he became a demon slayer on just one skill just shows you how skilled he really is. Yes. But what I was gonna say I was, was like, I, if that was Sandro or anybody else, they would just be like, "Oh no, they can't do it." But the yeah. fact that he was that determined, even while sleeping, like that's amazing to me. And it's it's nuts. <laughs> but what I was gonna say after you watch the movie. You're really, really gonna love the flame Hashira Rengoku. I love that man so much. Oh my god! <laughs> I freaking like. Honestly, you cannot watch that movie and not freaking love Rengoku. Like after that movie, I was like, "You, I love you," but I think Rengoku might have just jumped the gun. Because <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, after you watch the movie, you're gonna freaking love Rengoku's character because, like, he's probably. <laughs> He's probably everyone's like main favorite right now, Ren Goku, the flame Hashira, because he is. I always liked his character design. That yeah, people so like him for his character design, but I'm saying the minute you after you watch the movie, you're gonna be like, you're gonna be kind of torn. You're like, oh, ooh, ooh. like you're like, ooh, I like because you like Zenitsu, like oh, I like Zenitsu, but damn it, damn it, Ren Goku, god damn it. Uh, uh, let me just hurry this up so then we can get into our topic. Uh, next piece of news. Uh, apparently, there's this event going on in I don't even know where this is. It's an anime uh, art exhibit going on. Where apparently, a bunch of artists will come and display their, you know, all their pieces and whatnot in anime theme. So I thought that was pretty cool because I've never even heard of that, but I thought that was amazing. Uh, next news, there's this new streaming service called Zoro.2. It's a free service where you can watch anime and download subtitled or dub animes in ultra HD quality without having oh, to or pay anything. So as soon as I saw this, I was like, oh, that sounds incredible. So, you know, for people like us, we're always trying to find a, a anime. A good cheap way? Yeah. Without uh, paying something? Without paying like without a, a virus? without a virus yes that actually is one of the perks it, it is virus free with a um, uh, malware free so it is a safe uh service to use so uh i will yeah, check I'm it not- out myself and see how it actually is so 
that's uh, me too especially since kiss 10 is gone now oh god that was just a whole other thing but yep uh next news uh the Crunchyroll expo 2021 uh just talks about some musical acts that's supposed to be announced during it and also they announced that the uh the voice of inosuke Aaron Yeager and Kitty Toe Bryce Pappenpook will be joining the festival as well. Honestly, he's another one of my top favorite anime voice actors because, like I said, he does Inosuke in Demon Slayer, he does Aaron in Attack on Titan, he does Kitty Toe in Sword Art Online, he's in, he does Meliodas in Seven Deadly Sins. Like, he does so many characters that I freaking love, and his voice, like, when he did. I recognized him right away when he did Inosuke because I was like, that sounds like freaking Kitty Toe, like insane. <laughs> I was like, yep, yep. So he will oh, be so there. Oh, like two of your favorites in one show then. Yeah, I was like, god damn it. I was like, I didn't really want to like this show because of the hype, but I was like, damn it, they got too many voice actors. Right? Like, you got Johnny on Bosch and you got Bryce Pappenberg. I was like, please stop it. No, I don't know any more people that I really like. And they bought um, Shami Lee, who does Asuna. I'm freaking done. I'm freaking done because <laughs> I, I love her because she does so much does Asuna she does Lucy from fairy tale she does um god I'm blanking she actually does a character in Black Clover which we'll be talking about after I finish this last piece of news oh and she does um she's the new voice for Sailor Venus in the new Sailor Moon so mm-hmm. which actually will go into my last piece of news which talks about the new shows that's supposed to be coming on Netflix so Netflix. the Pretty, so the Guardians, pretty Guardians Sailor Moon Eternal the movie is supposed to be coming out which is supposed to be following the fourth story arc of the show so I can't wait for that because they made that into a movie so and that's another one that got delayed a lot in Japan so the fact it's coming out in actually supposed to be coming out tomorrow so I can't oh, wait wow. to watch that so uh, oh a- it's coming out on Netflix as well right yeah that's I'm saying it comes out on Netflix tomorrow Okay, because I, I could have sworn I saw like a trailer or something, not a mm-hmm. trailer, but like a, a promotion. Yep, yep. It's part one. It's a two-part movie. Part one and part two is supposed to be coming out tomorrow on Netflix. Oh, both of them. Yay. Yep, yep. So we won't have to wait because I know people in Japan had to wait for part two, but we're getting both parts in one coming out tomorrow. So I can't wait to yeah, watch I, it. I was scared they're going to do what they did with um, Fate. Oh, with the Fate movies. The and then, yeah, like, I was kind of scared. Yeah, yeah, but the only reason why that one, that's because the last uh, Fate movie got delayed because of, once again, this freaking pandemic, but what can you do? Uh, let me just see. There's another show called Record of Ragnarok. That'll be the third anime coming <gasps> to Netflix next month. Oh, yeah, I found yeah. a lot about this, too. So apparently it's I a heard- story of 13 gods from across the globe and the 13 of, of the world's most notable human fighters and an all in a one-on-one battle to decide the fate of humanity. I've heard a lot about this, um, so the fact that it's getting an anime, and it's supposed to be coming out June 17th on Netflix. I actually got sent the manga by my friend, so oh, okay. I started reading a little bit of it. It's really good. I've heard a lot about it. And another one, which actually does have an English dub trailer already out, is the Godzilla Singular Point. That's supposed to be coming out this time in June as well. So, yeah, that is it for our new section, you guys. 
So let's just get into our main topic today. And as I said, we'll be talking about our one of our favorite shows that we freaking love. We're talking about Black Clover. Yay! So let's just give a quick little synopsis about Black Clover. Basically, it's about these two boys. We have our resident uh, popular guy, good with magic. We have Yuno, and then we have our talented, not talentless, but magicless boy, Asta. And both of them have the dream of becoming the Wizard King, which is basically like the most powerful wizard in their kingdom. And they want to, you know, change the kingdom since, you know, they're both orphans and on this. They're in the, what's it called? The Forsaken Land. So they want to, you know, climb the ranks of the kingdom and change the kingdom for the better. So that's basically it. Um, So how did you first get into this series? Uh, Because this this is a show that had a lot of pretty much, not controversy, but a lot of negative uh, feels about it. Was it you? Was it me? Was I the one that told you to watch it? I think so because I think I because I heard it was so bad like the first is when it started coming out I heard it was so bad and, but you kept like like pushing it so I was like you know what she hasn't steered me wrong yet let me just try oh <laughs> okay so I was the one I told you to watch it so I've talked about this a few times on the show on my on this episode on this podcast that very happy you did uh, like at first I've heard the same thing people were saying oh the anime is terrible the animation's not that good. They're like, just read the manga. And then one day I came off of work. I was going to be off the next two or three days. I had nothing else to watch. And I think like a new episode just popped up. I think when they were in the underwater temples, one of those episodes. And I was like, you know what? F it. I'm bored. I have nothing to watch. Started watching the series and literally been through the first like 30 episodes in like a couple of hours. And I was like, I freaking love this show. What the hell is everyone talking about? This show is amazing. That's what I ended up having to. If I just sat there and watched the first 20 by itself, mm I don't think I could have finished it. I mean, I kind of get it, what most people are talking about, because the first few episodes, first episode kind of pretty much is like most first episodes of a new series starts off, you know, explaining the world, explaining the main character. So, you know, it starts off in the Hodge Village, where Austin, you know, has been living there, raised there for the past 15 years. Uh, you know, we meet our main protagonist, Asta. He has no magic, and he wants to become Wizard King, and he desperately, desperately wants to marry Sister Lily, even though he can't, since she is a woman of the cloth, and they don't marry. But that doesn't stop him from proposing to her every single day. Yeah, that... That, I was (laughs) like, that had me dying. I loved it. I was like, oh my god, this boy, I can't with him right now. Um, Brianna, what's up? I'm gonna go inside to my food right now, so it's a little noisy. Okay. <laughs> but um, but then we meet his um, pretty much his counterpart, which is then our. Oh, I should have said, uh, Asa's pretty short for you know his age for a 15 year old boy. But then we kind of like I said, we meet his counterpart, which is the tall, as people call him, the handsome, more talented in magic boy. You know. 
Which one do you like better? Hello? Hello? Oh, sorry. I was saying, which one do you like better? You know, um, at first, it was just funny because a lot of people like compare Black Clover to like Naruto, and they basically say like Asta is kind of like the more annoying version of Naruto, while Yuno is kind of the better version of Sasuke, which I totally do see. Um, because, uh, as people know, uh, Sasuke is pretty much you know the broody, I'm gonna do it when I want, and you know, ends up turning evil. Well, you know, doesn't really do that. He comes off as a little standoffish, but he does care about, you know, his village, pretty much the village he grew up in and all his friends. And, you know, he never really looks down on Asta the way, you know, Sasuke looked down on Naruto. But honestly, I liked both of the boys in the beginning. I didn't really have a preference at first. Uh, both of them were kind of my favorite, but I guess if I had to pick one, I definitely kind of, I guess I liked Yuno a little better. Um, well, she, she kind of zipped out for a moment. Oh, wait, are you back? Yeah, I just got, um, I don't know if you heard me, but I said, I kind of liked both of them at first, but if I had to pick one, I guess I'd say I liked Yuno a little bit more at first. Yeah, when he first started, yeah. Yeah. Because during the first 20 episodes, you know, it's the one that. Like, basically, he's the reason why I like this so much. And, you know, he, their skill sets are pretty different because, you know, like I said, you know, pretty much is already super gifted in magic. And he ends up, when they do, you know, go through that whole ritual of getting their grimoires, he ends up getting the legendary four leaf grimoire, which is something that only people of royalty have ever gotten. So people are already hyping him up like, oh, this commoner has a four-leaf grimoire, but it's only like people like the first wizard king and, you know, royalty only ever have. So, you know, oh, he's going to do, they know, he. oh, he's going to do great things. He's going to do great things. While during that whole thing, Asta doesn't get a grimoire at first. So when, you know, he says, well, I'm gonna, that's not going to stop me. I'm still going to become the wizard king and people you know mock him for that and they're like how could someone like you who doesn't even have any magic be the wizard king and then that chain guy I forget his name attacks you know to try to steal his grimoire uh, Asta steps in and you know in that moment Asta kind of unleashes his power gets his grimoire and then pulls out his legendary sword which nullifies all magic that it touches Now, when he first did that, it shook my whole world. Yeah, because at first I was like, first everything kind of turned black. See this black lightning and kind of smoke popping up everywhere. So I was like, whoa, 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 what the hell is going on? Then this black, old, dirty looking grimoire pops out of nowhere. Then he pulls out a sword and starts whipping it around. So I was like, oh, wait, so he does have magic. But later on, you find out that the only reason why he's able to use it is because he doesn't have magic. Because if he did, it would just suck all the magic out of him. There you go. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was like the turning point. I was like, you know what? Yep. yep. This show's going to be amazing. Yeah. After that, I was like, okay, yeah, this show's going to be lit. So after that, Asta and you know, you know, head out to the royal capital to... Uh, participate in the royal night exam 
not the Royal Knights exam. That's later on the, the Magic Knight exam, where on the fifth, when they when a kid turns fifteen, they can participate in this exam, and if they pass, or pretty much if they get picked by any of the captains, they can be they can join one of the squads and become a Magic Knight. So, which is funny because then when they both get there, you know, everyone's being like, "Oh, this kid has no magic. How can he um, be uh, even become a magic knight?" And even though um, you know does have his four leaf grimoire, people are still looking down on him because you know he's a commoner, and they're like, "Oh, you were just lucky to have something like this. Don't let it go to your head." So, yeah, just how did you have you- a good one? Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, in the show, you really see the dynamics of the pretty much the rich and the poor, how the rich treat the poor people like they're nothing, and how some of the commoners are trying to, you know, build themselves up to be like, well, even though I don't come from a rich, well-known family, that doesn't mean I don't have a purpose. So how did you feel when, after the exam, then, you know, then the magic, well, how did you feel when we first got introduced to all of the magic knight captains? I okay, like all of the magic knights. Okay, so when I so talk, like I we like, have mm. the we have the crimson light, the crimson lion um squad, which is Fregolion Vermilion. Oh, I love him. He gets very good. He has a little good arc. We'll get to. Oh, I love that man. He's so good. <laughs> oh my gosh, yo, him and his uh, that family of what? the Vermilion family. Oh, we'll get into yes. them. But yes, um, then we have the Silver Eagles of Nozelle. Silva. I fucking um, hated him. I fucking hated him. <laughs> so Especially an episode that we will talk about with him and his siblings against our favorite girl. I was like, ooh, somebody hold me back. I was ready to fight the TV. I was ready to fight the TV. I was like, oh, let me stop. Because <laughs> I'm getting here. I was like, y'all got her so wrong. I was like, no, don't do my girl like that. Don't do her. <laughs> then we have the Blue Rose Knight of Charlotte. How'd you like her and her little obvious crush to us um captain so adorable so cute i was like oh she tried to be all strong and be like oh i don't need a man but then she looks at yami and she's blushing and she's like i wish he would talk to me and you know be friendly with me and it's like girl what are you doing and how he's a grown woman (laughs) and how she's so oblivious to it then we have the oh was it the blue aqua or something aqua the youngest captain real captain real how did you feel that a 19 year old was a captain i I like the way they depicted him but you can tell he's strong but you can also tell he's a i mean he has to be strong i mean he is the youngest of the captains like i said he's only 19 i like the fact that he still made him act like a child yeah he did they pretty much be like like he does, he does, he does not act like he's all grown up and you know what. He's like, no, I'm 19. I'm still a kid, but I'm strong. Yeah, exactly. I like that better than you know Bleach. Uh huh. Like how I like that better compared. Uh, okay. Cause, yeah, because they had a young captain, but oh, he uh, what's always a serious. Uh, Hitsugaya. Yeah, I, I love Hitsugaya. Don't get me wrong, oh. I loved him, but I like the fact that you know now he's. Oh, like, okay. Like they kind of put their base. Well, actually, well, I'm not going to spoil because that's kind of something that's going to be revealed in the new season of Bleach that's supposed to be coming out. So I won't talk about that. Ooh, uh, okay. Let's see. What other captain am I missing? I talked about the Crimson Lions, Silver Eagles, Blue Rose Knights, the Aqua, 
dear. Oh, the green prime mantis. How did you feel that Jack the Ripper was in this show and he's a freaking captain? I was like, wait, what the hell is going on right now? The fuck is this? Um, I don't. I was like, I didn't sign up for this, but then I saw the way he acted. I was like, ah, crazy. Like, okay. crazy. Pretty that's, much. That's why. <laughs> Pretty much. So then we have the uh, the coral peacocks of Dorothy, the captain that's always sleeping. Mm. You don't want to get much of her until later on when she actually wakes up, and you're like, oh, you're a. I see why you're a captain. No, but even then, she was sleeping. The, yeah, I mean, you see it, you know, she's <laughs> sleeping and you know she's keeping up with the other captains, but you really see her skill set when she wakes up and you're like, oh, you're a badass. Now I see why you're a captain. Yeah. Um, I'm missing oh, wow. Why did he suppose? What's that purple squill, the purple squad called again? The purple, mm, purple orchids? Orchids, the first captain, not the one that got replaced, the first one who ended up being oh. like super corrupt. Um, they called him, I love how Yami called scary. him, he called, it, he called him Captain Hams or something like that, <laughs> which is so freaking funny. But yeah, we had him. Honestly, as soon as I saw him, I was like, I don't trust you. Mm, yeah, something about him just didn't sit right. No, like, I don't trust you. Something about, mm, I don't trust you, which I was right. I was like, stop, freaking told you I was right. <laughs> and then yeah. our last two captains we have the number one ranked uh, Magic Knight squad in the Clover Kingdom, which is the Golden Dawn, um, which is run by William Vengeance. What did you think of William Vengeance, captain of the greatest squad in the Black, uh, Black uh, the Clover Kingdom? Uh, my heart broke out for him. Oh, later on. For but, William. What did you think when you first saw him? At first time, I was like, mm, he seemed like a stuck-up <laughs> person to me. When I, when I first saw him. You first saw him because you were like, like oh, oh, he's, you know, he's the captain of the best squad in the kingdom, and you're probably thinking, and the fact no, that his he, squads don't have any commoners, only nobles and royalty exactly. ever join his squad. So I was the same way. I was like, ooh, you're probably going to be stuck up. But he actually wasn't. Yeah. But he was a bit he's shady at first. You were like, Especially yeah. after you see how he, he tells something was up, but you're like, hmm. you're like, mm, I'm watching you. I don't know what it is, but I'm watching. You had to feel him out a little bit. Yeah. Then we have our uh last <laughs> rank, the worst squad in the, the Clover Kingdom, run by Yami Sukuhiro of the Black Bull. What did you think of Yami when you first saw him? The one. The one. He's the one. Yami! <laughs> Straight up. Oh, I he's like a main character in another, in another life. Like, and which is funny because that's what a lot of people really love about Yami is the fact that he pretty much, if Asta wasn't the main character, he would be the main character. But the fact that he kind of is done with his arc and is patching and passing the torch over to Asta. So that's what a lot of people love about him. And I love that he's um, voiced by uh, Christopher Sabat. Is that how you say his name? He's done Vegeta. He's done Piccolo. He pretty much did all the rugged characters. So I, I yeah. love Yami as well. I saw Yami. I was like, I'm going to like you. And the fact that you find out later on that he's actually a foreigner. He's not yeah. raised in the Clover Kingdom. He just washed up 
on the kingdom one day and end up getting and end up meeting which you find out later on what did you think of the wizard king julius novacrona i loved him I, when the first time i saw him i loved him oh yeah i was like like he's the type of person you just want to like savor and just like put him You're on like, like a like a little pole so you just you know no one touches him like no he's just him. that pure soul <laughs> yeah but then you see when he fights oh when he fights <laughs> he gets serious uh yeah, but... like, boy don't need no protected <laughs> yep yep so after the exam of course uh when the knights all pick i mean when the captains all pick raise their hand if you know they want to pick a certain person how did you feel when you know got up and all the captains raised their hand wanting him which is something they said never happened before it's never mm-hmm. happened that all the captains wanted one person to join their squad. So how did you feel when Yuno was pretty much invited to join all of the Magic Knight squads? I was, because, you know, of course we know that Austin's the main character. So part of me was feeling like, oh my gosh, like I'm happy for Yuno. And I'm like really happy that this kid from like, I don't know where got this opportunity. But then the part of me that was rooting for Asta is just like, oh my gosh, for Asta. Because I knew oh, there yes. was like a chance, you know what I mean? To yeah, get that then, kind of response. Uh-huh. Because then that's like what happened afterwards. That, that's his rival. And then he ends up picking the best squad to join. He figures that's his best chance, best way of, you know, climbing up the ranks fast. And, you know, probably becoming one, wizard. Huh? I think that's the only one. The Yami is the only one that picked him up. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, still, like, on, I'm still on uh, you know, Because after that, he picks, you know, the oh, Golden yeah, Dawn. Yeah. He figures that's his best way. You know, since they're ranked number one, that's the best way, you know, to make a name for himself and become, you know, get reach his goal. But then, as you, as we said, Asta's next. And at first, none of the captains raised their hand. So you're like, oh, no, this can't be. Like, you're like you said, Asta's the protagonist. How could he not get picked? Then you freaking, freaking Yami, this is when I really, really loved him. He jumps down and he tells pretty much like both Asa, like, oh, is this going to be the end for you? Why would anyone want a talentist, magicless boy like you? And Asa was like, well, that's still not going to stop me. I'm still going to reach my goal of becoming the Wizard King. Nothing's going to stop me. Even if I got to try a hundred times, I'll become a magic knight and I'll reach my goal. And then Yami was like, I like you. Join the Black Bulls. <laughs> So the fact that, that you know, made me like reach out. Oh, I was like, oh, as soon as he did that, I was like, I see, I knew I was gonna like you. I knew I was gonna like you. So yes, at the end, Asta ended up joining the Black Bull, the worst Magic Knight squad, and you know, end up joining the Golden Dawn, the best Magic Knight squad. So before we get into pretty much the Golden Dawn, because there is a few episodes that focuses on uh, you know, we end up going. Mm-hmm to the Black Bulls hideout, hideout, and we meet the other members of the Black Bulls. So we meet the fire user, Magna. How'd you, how'd you feel when you met Magna for the first time? Oh, um... Glasses dude, looks like, like a, oh. looks like a biker. Yeah. Fire magic. I looked at him, I, I looked at him, and I was like, oh, please don't hate Asta. Like, he just seemed like a type. He seems like, like making him go through like hell. 
And at first, that's what he kind of yeah. did until, you know, well, when I first the, saw at the test, after they do that whole test of, you know, testing lots of strength, they're like, dude, I, uh, he, then you find out, he's like, oh, dude, I'm a commoner too. You're like, let's work together. And, you know, he ends up being kind of like a big brother to uh, Asta and being like, come on, little buddy, let's do it. Let's get this done. Uh, then we meet our crazy you battle maniac, Luck. How did you feel about Luck when oh, you first saw him? My- Oh my gosh. The same way I still do. He's, I just like, I'm kind of scared of him. <laughs> like, if I saw him in real life, he's a type to like, I mean, he is always he constantly least, trying to like, fight. Fighting someone. him, he'll just hit himself. Yeah. I mean, he is always trying to fight someone. Like, he's the type you should be scared about. Pretty much. And which is funny because you, later on, you find out that because of his magical abilities. And that he pretty much was very really talented. He probably could have been like kind of like a Uno and picked by every other Magic Knight squad. But he has, you know, his whole craziness of wanting to fight people to the death. But then you find out that his mother pretty much warped him into being like that. And you're like, oh. And kind uh, of I don't have to wait for yourself and whatnot. I'm happy he came to overcome it. But that whole yeah. backstory. Oh, it made his me backstory cry. made me cry. I was like, oh my god. How can the mother do that? And how Asta and our character, I'm not going to name yet, because we'll talk about a lot about her, kind of open his eyes and be like, yeah, you can enjoy fighting, but you're part of a team. Wouldn't it be better to fight as one than, you know, always just fighting for yourself? And he's like, yeah. Even though he is still fight crazy, he's like, I want to fight with my friends to defeat a powerful enemy than, you know, fighting by himself. So I totally, I love luck. Uh, he's a freaking adorable. I love him. And actually, he is voiced by the person who does Deku in My Hero Academia, so, which is pretty good range, because I did not notice it at all until I really heard it. And I was like, holy shit, that's Deku if he went crazy. <laughs> I was yeah. Like, oh, that is amazing. Uh, then we have our... I wasn't expecting that. I was not expecting that at all. I was like, holy shit, that is Deku if he went insane. Okay. <laughs> then we have our sister Lolly, completely obsessed with his younger sister, uh, uh, Ghosh. What did you think of Ghosh, our mirror magic guy? I I feel I feel that's disgusting, but I know that's like a popular trope in Japan. Yeah, he's probably most people's least favorite member of the Black Clo- of Black uh, Bulls. But I kind of felt for him a little bit why he's so like so heavy loved on his sister because later on in one of the later arcs you find out that him and his sister were actually nobles but then his mother and father were killed by relatives who were covering their family fortune and after they you know got pretty much after they killed the parents they kicked them out of the house and basically left them on the street to for themselves so for him to you know survive and you know provide for his sister he started stealing and that's how he ended up getting um, caught and ended up going to jail. Then he escaped, and then he freaking Yami saving everyone. He runs into the Yami, and Yami's like, hey, you could be a criminal for the rest of your life, or you can join my squad and actually, you know, do something that your sister can be proud of. And I was like, freaking Yami here saving everybody, giving everybody a chance. And it's like, so, it's amazing because that's what Julius did to him. That, exactly. That's when you find out Julius did to him that, you know, people looked down on him because he was a foreigner from a different land and that he had his, you know, his dark magic and people were like, oh, that's creepy. 
but Julius believed in him and he's like, you can make something of yourself. And so he pretty much does that to everyone. Uh, next person we meet is basically our walks around in her underwear, drinks like a freaking fish, Vanessa <laughs> with her string magic. What did you think of Vanessa when you first met her? I thought she was funny. I thought she was hilarious. <laughs> I loved how how uncomfortable and blushy Asta got whenever she was around. Cause you know, well, like I said, most of the time she's in her underwear or she's in like a very scandalous dress that pretty much doesn't leave much to the imagination. So, you know, Asta being the normal 15 oh boy he is, like, oh God, oh God, what can what is going on right now? Like what's up, body? <laughs> He's like, what is going on? Then we, there are two other characters that don't really get much development till later. We have Gray, the big person that we find out. It's actually a cute little girl who's actually 25. I did not know that because she doesn't look 25. She's 25? She's 25. In the episode that she's, uh, that she shows her true form, she's a small girl with the light blue, short hair, and Charmy, which we'll get to Charmy. It's like, oh, how old are you? She's like, oh, I'm 25. And Charmy's like, what? You're older than me? No way. The way she asks, she can easily be 10. Easily. Uh, speaking of Charmy, let's get into our bondless pit eats anything, constantly eating. Uh, Charmy, who's actually 19 years old. So she's actually older than Asta. What did you think oh. of Charmy? I think she's best girl. Oh, for I, me. I love Charmy. She's so <laughs> funny. And I really love her little weird crush obsession with Yuno when she after you know he saves her food and she's like oh my god I love you you're what she called him her prince of provision or something mm. <laughs> it's like what it's like girl right she's like she's like no I want to cook for you and feed you and just love you and it's like you're hilarious Charmy. oh and uh, I like her relationship with um Julius that's oh so yeah, cute. during the uh, Royal Knights exam, she's sitting on his lap feeding him food and <laughs> pretty much it's like, you know what, Charmy, I can't with you right now. <laughs> um, then we have uh, Ghosh, which is the kind of guy who talks very, very low. People think he's super creepy, but really all he wants is friends. I was like, oh, Right, he's like, I'm not gonna lie though, that happened in real life. I was like, I, I was like, I know a couple of kids who are like that. They talk so small and lightly that you think, you know, you see them like, holy shit, is he cursing someone to death? That's what they think he's doing. But he's like, yeah, no, but- he's just like, oh, he, you know, he's talking to Asa. He, he knows, whispering to Asa, oh, Asa's my best friend. We do everything together. I want to be there for him. They're all looking at him like, what the hell is he like, doing? Just, yeah. Like, I think he's a sweetheart. Uh, there are some other characters that pop up later, but we won't talk about them just yet. But then we meet our a resident girl who joined the squad the same as Asta. We meet the royal uh, Noelle Silva. Hmm. So what did you think of Noelle when you first met her? Honestly, when I first met her, I did not like her. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's how most people are. And that kind of was the same way. Because, you know, she first meets um when she runs into Asta and Magna the next day, she is pretty much being like, uh, you know, introducing herself like most royals, I guess, and noble will be, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I am from the royal family of House Silva. I'm Noelle Silva, know your place, insect. And of course, when Asa's like, that doesn't matter, 
we're both magic knights. Uh, rank that doesn't mean anything. And she's like, of course it does. And then she like, you know, takes off her her magic knight robe. Which, what did you think of their magic knight robes? How each one is unique depending on the squad. So, uh, you know, the black bulls is all black with a little bit of gold and has a symbol of the bull on it. I like them. I like that concept. I wish they're a little bit bigger, like a cape, but. I mean, you know? yeah, yeah, because some of them do wear like capes under it. So kind of like what the Golden Dawn does and some of the other Magic Knight squads. But I like it. It's pretty, you know, it, it's pretty unique and, you know, keeps it short. So that way for most people like Asta, who, you know, fights like hand it like up close range. I think a cape too, uh, too big of a cape would just get in his way. So mm. I like that it's just the right, you know, length for people like that to fight. You're right. Because remember that scene in Incredibles? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that. You don't want that. But uh back to Noelle, you know, first you meet her, you're like, oh god, what a bitch. But then Asta, you know, goes outside one day, the next day, and he sees her training, and you pretty much see her backstory, which you find out that pretty much her family blames her for the death of their mother, you know, since her mother died giving which birth to her. And that, you know, since she doesn't have full control of her magic, they are basically, they exercise her being like, how could you be royalty if you can't control your magic? You're worthless. Uh, wasn't it bad enough that you, you know, you took our mother from us, which she didn't find out that their mother was pretty much a badass and mm-hmm. was the former captain of the Civil Eagles. So you kind of see that everyone pretty much put their mom, put her mom on like this huge pedestal and you know the fact that she died giving birth to Noel they're like oh how could you know such a powerful strong you know person die giving birth to this weakling and pathetic you're like god damn like yeah. calm down it didn't help that she had like the exact same power too and that's the thing she had very strong magic she just had no way of controlling it and with that kind of support that's exactly what I was about to say which is funny because when you later on in the series you she kind of realizes that the only reason why she never had full control of her magic uh growing up was because pretty much everyone pretty much gave up on her she wasn't a supernatural gifted right away so people pretty much gave up on her while everyone else in the black bulls you know helped her evolve and taught her ways to control her magic and you know how to utilize it in her best way. So it was just like, oh, like y'all didn't even try. And it's like, ooh, I hate her family so much. I hate her family so much. Very. Like the, the brother, the sister. The only oh my God. Like, oh, like before we get to that episode, so you know, they go on a few missions. And then how did you feel when we got introduced to our first uh, villains, the Eye of the Midnight Sun? Basically, this terrorist group who are trying to revive themselves to their true forms so you know they're attacking people and apparently they're after these magic stones that Asta, Noel, and Magna find on their first mission together then on their next mission they go to a dungeon where they uh, go with luck and I love how as soon as they get their luck pretty much ditches them to uh, go fight the strong people he senses I yeah. was like dude <laughs> Like they like and it's funny because everyone pretty much told him, like, oh, you know, look out for the newcomers, you know, keep an eye on them. And he ditches them the first chance he gets. And it's like, dude, what the hell? And pretty much Noel is like, You're supposed to watch us. What the hell are you doing? 
He's like, I want to fight though. He's like, I want to. Yeah, he's pretty much like, yeah, I want to fight. I want to fight. I'm like, okay, you can fight, but don't leave us behind. So he's then, like, no you know, fight. after they get caught in a the trap, they are then rescued by Yuna, which we do end up meeting pretty much his own little uh, three member squad. We meet his uh, superior, Klaus. How did you feel about Klaus? Because I fucking hated his guts when we first met him. You see the one with glasses, right? The one with the glasses. Mm. Um, at first, man, I remember not liking him. I hated his guts because there are a few episodes before that where uh, Uno is, uh, you know, is you know, did he bully him or something like that? Pretty much, he like he pretty much like looks down on him because he's like, "Oh, you're a commoner. Just stay in your place and don't try to cause trouble." Pretty much being like, you know, he's a noble. You know, as a commoner, and he, he has this, as you see in this world, they pretty much look down on people who aren't from some rich or known well known family. So, you know, he pretty much looks down on you know, doesn't expect much from him, and is always trying to like pretty much keep you know in quote unquote his place. So, it's just like mm. I did not like Klaus in the beginning, but then we meet uh Mimosa Vermilion, which we find out is actually uh, Noelle's cousin from her mother's side. So, what did you think of the healing? A royal mimosa. She's the girl with silver hair? No, the girl with the uh, brown, not brown, the uh, orange hair. She's, ah, she's a part of the, the Golden cow. Dawn, like you know, but she has healing magic. Oh, her. her. I liked her. I think she's a sweet girl. She's a very sweet girl, you know. It's just funny because Noelle at first is like, you see her and Noelle only get along because mimosa is pretty much the type of girl who pretty much says what on her mind without realizing that some of the stuff she comes off could be kind of harsh that's like mm. ooh. but then you kind of see the opposite how she was super talented as a kid with her magic and how you know since the part both part of a royal family how she heard how people were looking down on noelle and how she was like oh if that was me i would have just given up because you know she's really gifted in her healing magic but, you know, she sees Noelle growing. And what did you think about her little crush on Asta? Which is pretty funny because you would think she would maybe fall for, you know, you think all the girls you know. fall for, you know. But actually what I love is the pretty good twist that they kind of have a, a split. Some girls are in love with Asta and some girls are in love with, uh, you know, which we do find out is Charmy and then his uh, wind spirit, Belle. I liked it because you know sometimes it's like all unfair like it's always on a silent but mysterious type yeah but like some girls actually like the loud ones and like yeah, the actually, crazy ones you yeah know? you have you know you have noelle you have mimosa you know having this huge crush on asta then you have like charmy having her little crush on you know so it's not like all one oh, like all the girls are into you know it's like no it's kind of split some girls are into asta and some girls are into you know so i kind of liked that i'd like that all, all the girls weren't just fawning over you know and his looks or, you know, his magic. Some girls will fall in for Asta because we know how, you know, honest and hardworking he is and they see that and how he's pushing people to be their best. So I like that a lot. I like that too. Because there's like, they're like the, like Asta and you are very similar in how like determined they are. Mm-hmm. So I can see like, if you like, if, even in the case, if there was a case of um one girl changing her mind and liking someone else i would be totally fine with that because they're so similar you know what i mean yeah like they aren't too different from that of the, the spectra they're pretty much the same just in different ways so i, yeah. I totally agree 
So, you know, they're in that dungeon. After they get rescued, you know, they get um Mimosa, Klaus, and, you know, go off to the treasure hall where they end up running into one of the Diamond Kingdom, which I didn't really explain. Um, apparently, there are uh, three other kingdoms that are pretty much on the same facility of the Clover Kingdom. We have the Diamond Kingdom, we have the Spade Kingdom, and we have the Heart Kingdom. Um, as we know, the Heart Kingdom is pretty much neutral. They don't want to get into into too much wars, so they try not to interfere in other kingdoms' um, you know, policies and whatnot. But then we have the Spade and the Diamond Kingdom, which we don't really get much detail about the Spade Kingdom until later on. But we pretty much know that we're pretty much enemies with the Diamond Kingdom. So in this whole dungeon arc, they run into some of the Diamond King's mages who are trying to steal, you know, the powerful magic and whatnot in this um, dungeon. So when Asta, not Asta, when Mimosa, Klaus, and Yuno reach the treasure hall, uh, Mimosa gets attacked from behind. And then we meet one of the Diamond Kingdoms, pretty much, they call them the Shining Generals, which they're pretty much kind of like uh, their version of a Magic Knights captain. We meet mm. uh, Mars. What did you think of Mars and his two-tone, two different type of magic? Basically, he has the crystal magic or mineral magic, whatever they call it, and then he has a fire magic, which even the people in the show are like, that's impossible most people can only use one magic, but he's able to use two. Um, when I initially met him, I thought it was a cool power. I didn't. There's okay. So when I first met, like there was something, there's some stuff he was saying to Asta. Oh yeah, he was like, oh, only the strong can provide can uh, survive. Yeah, and he, I think he, he was like trying totally belittling him. He was, like, but then later on, you find out. Kind of like pretty why? much the torture he went through in the Diamond Kingdom, how he had a friend, uh, Fauna, and how they wanted to, you know, they were going to get out of this situation that they were in in the Diamond Kingdom and travel the world. But then that horrible day came when they pretty much told all the kids to pretty much fight to the death. And whoever survived would be uh, pretty much the victor and be the one bestowed upon powerful magic. So, you know, all the kids are pretty much around him fighting and killing them, killing each other. So that then, made you know, me cry so much. Oh, my God. That and then when Fauna, so- you know, attacks him and, you know, he unleashes his magic and kills her, that pretty much, like, warped his mind. And, of course, we, then you find out the crystals on his forehead are kind of mm-hmm. pretty much, like, emphasizing his magic and twisting him even more. So you're like, oh, man, you just feel for this dude. And you're like, oh, my God. Uh, you really you like you really feel bad for him so yeah you know, you know, that's, I, the one, that's the one thing i have to say about black clover black clover is like you can be a villain for a short period of time and you still understand that each villain does have their hardships they do there are people behind these villains you're not being villain just being villain you know what i mean which we actually we will get to another villain right after this arc because when you hear his story i was like oh man they really fucked him over but uh, back to Mars. So, you know, at first, he's really uh, taking uh, Uno and Klaus for a ride. They can hardly defend themselves. Then Asta comes with his anti-magic and, you know, uh, quickly, you know, seduce him. They go into the treasure hall. Um, Uno finds a scroll with magic uh, writings and it, like, disappears after a while. Then uh, Mars uh, wakes back up. He attacks. He, like, freezes pretty much. 
you know, Klaus and Luck. He uh, tries to fight. Asta tries to fight him off again, but he can't because he like kind of picks up how Asta fights. So he like changed his style. And, you know, it's pushing Asta back. So then when Mimosa and Noel are pretty much by themselves, he knocks Noel out, uh, leaving like pretty much this huge scar on her chest. And, you know, Mimosa is trying to save her. So in that moment, uh, Asta gets knocked into like a secret room. And that's when he mm. finds his second sword, which is basically the same thing, just a lot shorter and not as heavy as his original sword. Uh, then you later find out that he can absorb the magic of other people because when Noelle wakes up, she kind of unconsciously mm. or unknowingly transfer her water magic to him. And he's able to, like, slash away his fire magic, which he, you know, throws Marshes off track. And he's like, wait a minute, this kid doesn't have any magic. How is he able to, you know, do this this. water magic? And it's like, what? So, you know, after they, it seems like, you know, everyone's pretty much, after they, how does he, oh, that's right. Uh, You know, ends up becoming free because, uh, when it seemed like Austin was about to win, he gets stabbed in the gut by one of those little ice picks, and you're like, oh, God. And then he's down for the count. Uh, Yuno being, you know, the good friend that he is. That's why I love Yuno, because he's not like, he isn't like Sasuke, like, in that way. Like, Sasuke would have left also in the ground, and he, like, yes, dies. But you see him, you know, freeing himself, trying to, like, he's flipping through his grimoire, trying to save uh, Asta, and then you there see... There's actually he, a friendship there. Like there They really friend. do. That's why I really, and I told this to Charity as well, who was actually was another guest on our show, how I really love the relationship between Austin and Yuno, how they're basically like brothers and, you know, they can be themselves around each other, but I really do love their friendship and it's, and their rivalry. It's not, it's not a, uh, a negative rivalry. It's kind of like they're pushing each other to be their best and I really love it. Yeah, that's like the type that I like seeing. I mean, don't get me wrong, it is... I mean, yeah, because, you know, they're always making fun of each other. Asta's always being like, whatever, you cool jerk. And, you know, Asta's... I mean, Yuno's always making fun of Asta for his height. And he's like, whatever, little Asta. But, you know, they see they both have huge smiles. That's like fun humor. And it's like, oh, like, you guys are bros. I love it. Yeah, they're, like... It's not toxic. It's not toxic at all. And that's what I love about the relationship so much. That's what makes it so different from Naruto. Naruto's on... Naruto, that does. was a bit toxic, yeah. That, like, was a, that was a toxic rivalry between the two of them. But that uh, should never have gone on for that long. Like Naruto shouldn't be begging someone to be their friend like that, and Sasuke shouldn't be trying to kill somebody just because they want to be your friend. That's just that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's that's some other shit. So you know, um, in that whole scene, um, you know, unlocks a new power as well. Because then you see the little wind spirit appear before him and, you know, taking out Mars and then they um, escape the dungeon. That's when, this is where Klaus's character changed for me. Because after, you know, everyone gets, you know, out of the dungeon and Mosa heals Asta more and, you know, he's able to stand. He goes to, Klaus, Klaus goes to Asta and, you know, hugs them and he's like, I'm so sorry. I doubted you two. You two are amazing and you're going to do great things in this great things in the kingdom and yeah that's when his character that's when his character really changed for me because he saw the potential in both of them and you know the fact that they were commoners didn't affect him anymore and which is funny because later on you see him really worrying about you know yeah he was uh, like a little mother hand 
he pretty much he's kind of like the mother hand big brother to Asta and Yuno because you know after that when um I think when when Yuno climbs up a next rank he gives uh Yuno money as a gift and he's like oh don't spend it all or you know don't send it to the church keep it for yourself and he's like oh but I'm not coddling you or anything and it's like dude yes you totally are and he gets super worried when he sees Asta is hurt and you know he worries about him. And so I yeah, that's when um Klaus's character changed for me. And I was like, I like you now. You're like, you really changed. You really saw the yeah. error of your ways. So I like that because like cause in Black Clover, societal status is so important. Yeah. And I like the fact that you can look past that and actually see them as human beings, not as like a status itself. Yeah. That's another thing where I really liked uh, Mimosa because she wasn't like that with you know she was oh, yeah. she pretty was much like, oh you're a person <laughs> yeah you're nice you know you're strong and she didn't really see him as oh well you're a commoner you're below me she was like no this this guy's really strong and you know tries to be friends with him so that's another reason why I really liked Mimosa in the beginning so um after that after the whole mission is done and Asta heals up a little bit they are uh, summoned to the castle to pretty much give a report of you know running into the Diamond Kingdom and feeding all their people. That's when we're really revealed about the crush that Mimosa and Noel have on Asta and whatnot. And then that's when they all end up running into our current, my favorite character, really, the Wizard King, Julius Novocrono, which, what was your, how did you react when Asta and, you know, are, you know, Klaus, Mimosa, and Noel O'Neill, and Asta and you are looking like, who the hell is this dude? And Klaus is like, are you freaking dumb? This is the Wizard King. And uh, you see, you know, like shocked. And Austin's like, whoa, 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 what? That was hilarious. Because that was like, so how y'all funny. Gonna, like, how y'all supposed to be trying to be him? And you, and you don't, don't even know what he looks like. like what? Like, that was so funny. You know, because. But it makes sense, though, because like they're so far away from the kingdom. But it's, like, and it's the fact that he, um, you see in other episodes, he disguised himself. So mm-hmm. nobody really knows what he looks like unless you know you see him in the castle. So I just thought that was so funny how Asta was like, "Who is this guy? He's super flashy." And Klaus is like, "You idiot! This is the Wizard King." And he's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> he's like, "I'm so sorry." <laughs> he's like, "Holy shit! I'm sorry." Um, but so then uh, he shows them their magic, and um, that's when he reveals to you know, "Oh, you were um gifted with one of the uh, four nature spirits, the wind spirit, uh, selfie." what they call her but he calls her Belle later on in the show and you know telling Asta about his new anti-magic sword and whatnot and how I, what was your reaction when he um when he picked up when Asta was like he was like oh, oh can I try your 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 sword which you find out he's like a total magic geek so he totally loves anything relating to magic and he's constantly studying magic so when he's no, Asta at first sword, when I saw that yeah because okay, like at first I was like I was kind of skeptical because I was like, please don't be like an asshole like everyone else up oh, here. No, no, I thought I mean? he was super cool. I, but like, so I was kind of scared it was like an axe at first. Oh, okay. You thought maybe he was, was playing to like get information out of the two of them? Yeah. Or, like, okay. I, I, maybe I've been watching way too much like sneaky animes or something. Maybe. But, like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't really get that. I thought he was no. completely 100% genuine because in like the in later episodes you see him in the skies of the old lady and he's like watching Asta yeah, he I was like, okay. so I kind of was like oh you just love to see new magic so mm-hmm. that's really what that's when I found out on 
when I saw him doing it later on, I was like, okay, so it's not just him. He's doing it for everyone. He does it for everyone. Yeah, so he'll follow like uh, Yami. He'll follow the captains. Like anyone he's with like a little stalker, but he's pretty much. <laughs> he's always abandoning his job. You see his attendant uh, marks calling him, and they're like, "Sir, where are you? You have paperwork." And then he's like, mm-hmm. "Like, oh, relax, calm down. And you're gonna have a, a Ursula." And he's like, "What do you think? Who, who else causing this?" It's so funny. So. No, I was saying, how did you, what was your reaction when he um, was like, oh, Asta, can I, um, can I try holding your sword? And Asta was like, yeah, go for it. And he's like, oh, thank you. Holy shit, this thing is heavy. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, God, Lee. And they're, like, whoa, whoa. they're like, you're okay? And he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, but Jesus, how can you wield this thing? Is the heavy, is, uh, is the most heaviest thing I've ever held in my life. And in that moment, he senses what the sword does and how it's sucking the magic out of him. And he's like, oh, okay. But you really do see his smarts because even in the first glance, he was able to like show how um, Austin's magic work and you know how um, uh, Yuno's new magic worked. So he's very, very skilled. So you kind of see like how he became the Wizard King. So you're like, okay. Um, but I do like that one little part in that same episode where like right before he leaves um austin you know asks him like what do i need to do become wizard king and at first class was like oh um i forgot what he said he was like something something uh ranking up points and whatnot oh yeah he said something about points he said something about um you have to do all he said something but i can't remember what it was but the wizard king like this is the answer though yeah he was because he was like oh um like yeah that's good but that's not the main point what you need to do is get results he's like people Mm -hmm. won't follow you won't listen to you unless you have you know the skills and the reputation to back it up so like you want to be wizard king get results and you're your commoner you have to you have to earn that you have to earn the, the respect of everyone by the actions that you do so he was like get results and that's the main way of becoming Wizard King. And I love how both Austin and Yuna weren't like distraught by that. They were like, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. And mm-hmm. he was like, oh, okay, I see why you two. He kind of was talking and be like, okay, I see why Yami and uh, Vengeance picked these two. They were like, okay. I see. He's like, okay, I see it now. Okay. So then, you know, they are in. Just um, thinking about the past episodes is making me like a little teary up too. To be yeah, because he was kind of like that with them. So he's like, he sees how they're doing it with their new upcomers. So he's like, okay, I see you. I see y'all, how y'all doing it. So they get um introduced. They get invited to this uh party pretty much where it's like a ranking party mm. where oh, Magic Knights. Where magic knights, you know, who collect a lot of the monsters, climb up in the ranks. That's where we meet uh, Leopard Vermilion, who is Faye Goleon's younger brother and Mimosa's cousin on her father's side. We meet the two Silva uh, siblings. Honestly, I can't remember their names. I hate them so much. I think Good, the boy is Solid and the girl is Nebra, I believe. I believe. I don't know. I hate them. I don't care. Um, we meet some other members of the Golden Dawn. I forget what that the one with the glass magic's called. I forget what he's glass called. Magic? Mm, mm, uh, mm. but we meet the one with the sand magic. Oh, I hated him. What'd you think of that guy? The one with the sand magic who's constantly, you know, trying to undermine you know, and uh later yeah. on he attacks Asta for you know talking back. 
everyone that party I hated. Everyone that party like, hated. Like I, there wasn't at a certain point at, after I watched that episode, I was like, if you want to talk to me, you you can give these hands. Like literally. <laughs> then um we do meet the uh a girl from the Blue Rose Night. Uh, what's her name? The black girl with short hair. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I like I, her though. I like. I her. do like her. She was the only one from the party I didn't hate because she pretty much she didn't really care about anyone except for her captain. She yeah, was called she a Char, and herself. she's like, yeah, she was like, like, oh, Char, eat this, and she's like, thank you, but don't call me Char, call me Captain. It's like, okay, Char. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, <laughs> I forgot what like, her okay. name was. It's like at the tip of my tongue, but I can't remember. I don't know, but I really good characters. I like her too. Really cool. She's really cool. I like her. So you know, they get invited to the party. And, you know, they're eating and everyone's, you know, talking down about them. But Asta being unfazed is like, oh, yeah, 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 whatever. But this one is good. And it's like, Asta, really? <laughs> You're like, I like that, though. Because he was, at that point, he's probably so used to it in his life. Yeah, he's pretty, yeah, I think that's pretty much what he said. He's like, oh, I'm used to people talking about me, but I don't care. This food is awesome. And they're looking like, dude, really? Yeah, but yeah, then he really, know, really gets mad. He gets mad when, you know, that sand guy from the Golden Dawn is talking down to Mimosa, being like, oh, you're bringing down the name of House Vermillion. How could you get hurt that easily? You're supposed to be royalty and talking down to Klaus and being like, well, you weren't as good as, you weren't even as better as she was. And then that's when the whole, oh, that scene that made me so mad was when her sibling, when the Noel siblings are like, oh, don't pick on Pumamosa because there's someone here who's 10 times worse as her. And her brother, the young, well, like the second son pours water on her head in front of everyone. I was like, that's in that moment. I was like, okay, somebody's about to die. Somebody yeah. is about to die. How dare you do that to my girl? Excuse me? I'd have been like, I don't care if you are my brother. You about to get these hands. You was about to get these hands. Because then after that, her her other siblings joined. Happened? Disrespectful. Disrespectful. You know, her other siblings join in and they're like, "Oh, you you were basically kicked out of House Silva. How dare you act like a royalty? Act like royalty now?" And then that's when you know the brother, the eldest one, that's the captain. Was that's like, totally why don't right, they were like, oh, how like, dare you? Why are you even here? Wasn't killing our mother enough? That's when we okay, first no, find no, out that no, you know no. she's the that they blame her for the death of her mother. They're like, you need to leave. And just as Noel is like about to run out crying, Asta grew up. This is when I really, really fell for Asta. He grabs Noel's hand, like grabs her arm from running away, and he's like, you don't have to run away from people like this, Noel. And he's like, listen up. But status and rank don't mean anything. All that matters is pretty much taking from um what Julius told him before is like getting results is what really matters. And you guys act all high and mighty, it's supposed to be like the top of the the tier. But from what I see, you guys are worthless. That's when the sand guy attacks him, and he's like, "How dare you? You're nothing but a commoner. Keep your mouth shut." And that's when Asta rips out his sword, and he's like, "I'm not done talking. Don't interrupt me." And he's like, I'm going to get more results than anyone in here. I'm going to be the next Wizard King. And you see him taking on, like, all the other magic knights. He, like, takes on the sword guy. He takes on Noelle's brother. And pretty much is, like, pushing them back. And oh, it was like so that. good. The only reason why I like that scene, that, um, that scene is because remember, um, what's the one? With the fire? Oh, for Egoleon. Yeah. yeah. It was, like, right we- before... Because after the, the second brother is, like, pushed back, and he's, like, really mad, like, how dare a commoner bring me to my knees? And that's when the captain, the 
Nozelle jumps in, which honestly, I when I saw that and he um pretty much told the younger brother like step down and he got mad and he looked at him and he was like he got all shook and I'm like oh you was a punk you can't even stand up to your own brother like you you act like you're big and bad but you're really doing nothing but a punk so then you know the brother turns around and he's about to like attack Asta and Asta you know is a little freaked out and he's like oh this guy's a captain he's really serious and yeah, I might see die <laughs> I'm about to die and he in the corner you kind of see um you know, about to pull out his grimoire and step in, but that's when Fagolion, the captain of the Crimson Lion, jumps in, and he tells, like, the other, he tells Nozelle, like, hey, calm down, you're a captain, what are you doing picking on this rookie, have you no shame, you're gonna bring down the name of your family, I was like, ooh, ooh, you tell him, I was like, I like you, like, hit us with the facts real quick, and then um, the youngest brother, uh, Le- 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 uh, Leo, they pretty much call him Leo. He, he, you know, jumps to Austin. He's like, I like you. You're going to be my rival from now on. He's like, wait, what? Austin's so confused. He's like, wait a minute, what? He's like, oh, yeah, you're going to be my rival. You want to be Wizard King? Okay, I'm going to be Wizard King too. So that means we're going to be rivals. And, you know, Austin's a little confused. And he's like, wait, but I already have a rival. Uh, You know, it's like, oh, you can have more than one rival. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's cool. It's all good. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, okay, I like you. I like the Vermilion family. They're really, they're really cool. I like them too. Like, they were, they were real chill. And they didn't, they were like, only we care about his power. Like, literally power. They, yeah, they, they were like, oh, we don't care about, you know, his status or whatnot. We don't care that he's a commoner. Which I really do like about that with the whole Vermillion family. Besides one character that we do meet later on. He, they pretty much are like, they give people a chance, pretty much. They're like, we don't care if you're royalty, nobility, or a commoner. If you have the skills and the willpower to fight and better yourself, then they respect you for that. And I really do like that. So. Honestly, me too. Like that whole family, they did, they didn't, they gave me hope. They really <laughs> did. So I was like, okay, not all royalties in the Clover Kingdom are assholes. There's at least one good family there that, you know, tries to give people a chance to prove themselves. But, yeah. and then you see this little standoff between Nozelle and Fagolion right before, um, they're about to throw down. Uh, a servant comes in and he's like, The capital's under attack. The capital's under attack. That's when we turn and the capital's pretty much on fire. You see these walking corpses going around attacking and killing people. So that's when everyone springs into action and goes to separate corners of the kingdom of the capital to defend it. That's when we the one who's controlling it, uh, Radies, who has his, um, it's like corpse magic or death magic or something, whatever he called hmm. it. I think, um, I think the ma- I forgot it's like rejuvenization or something like that. It's something like, like that. He, like he's he able can, to like, like bring breathe life. life and yeah, he's able to breathe life in the corpses. But and at first, you know, everyone thinks, oh, maybe it's multiple people doing this type of magic. When you find out, no, it's just him. So he's able to control hundreds and hundreds of corpses at once. That, that just lets you know how skilled he really is. And then at the end, when, you know, he gets defeated by Asta and um, Fregolion, you find out from him, he's like, oh, he was a former Magic Knight, and um, he had very good skills, and he probably could have become, like, maybe a vice captain or maybe even the captain himself. 
but because the other nobles and royalty felt threatened by his power, they pretty much framed him for stuff he didn't do and kicked him out of the kingdom. So I was like, that's when I really was like, oh, the nobles in this show aren't shit. They are terrible. If they feel you are a threat to them, they will do everything in their power to ruin your life. So that's why he came back. He's like, I want revenge for the people who wronged me. I didn't do anything. They were jealous of my power, which they really were. They 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 ruined his life because they were jealous of his power. And they were like, we can have this commoner better than us. And it was like, really? So it's like, at the end of the day, you can't even blame the, uh, <clears throat> you can't really blame him for, you know, attacking the kingdom. You got to blame the people who turned him into that. So I was like, wow. <coughs> was, oh, that was a cough, actually, but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I do like this one scene that he, before he defeated him, that he talked to Noelle, because Noelle was freaking out, and she, you know, was letting the taunting of her siblings get to her. I love how, you know, Figolion saved her, and she's like, oh, thank you, sir. And he, like, karate chopped her in the head. She's like, ow, what the hell? And he's like, listen, there's no room for that in the middle of the battle. He's like, don't let what your siblings uh, taunt and get to you. Uh, you're strong in your own way and you have to prove it to yourself not to anyone else but yourself and that really like pushed her to keep fighting and you know fight to the end um i i really did love that whole scene so that's one of the reasons why i like him like he was was such a dad he was such a dad he was such a dad you know he like was picking up um noel picking up his little brother picking up uh, Asta pretty much pushing them to like fight and you know better themselves and don't don't care what anyone says and oh that once the one scene right before he finished off the radies he turned to Asta and he was like oh I see you as my rival as well if you're gonna be wizard king then count me in as one of your rivals and I was like <gasps> no you did not just say that I was like oh I was like, it's bad. And I'm like, yo, you already have Yudo, who is a super talented guy in magic as your rival. <laughs> then you have another royal saying that he's your rival. Now you got a captain saying that he sees you as a threat and wants to be your rival. I was like, oh, stuff. My dude. Like, is like, he has all these people like, just he recognizing him. He fully did that. did that for himself. No one else. Like, he has all these people recognizing him. And seeing his strength and being like, I gotta watch out for this dude because if not, he's gonna do great things. And I wanna be the one who's like there and pushes him to be that. And it's like, oh, I love Asta so much. I love him so much. But after, you know, they're able are to defeat him and, you know, restrain him, that's when this huge spell pops up, sucks in a good portion of the magic knights, transport them miles away from the kingdom. And one of them transports Flagolion to this other dimension where he ends up fighting someone, which I think what we find out is the leader of the Eye of the Midnight Sun. Because then yeah. when he um when he transports him back, he's unconscious and his one of his arms is missing. I was like, holy shit, what the hell just happened? Yeah, and you it know, happened you, so fast. It happened so fast. You never you never saw the fight and then he um 
So, you know, when you see the thing pop up, you're like, oh, he probably defeated the guy. He's probably coming back. No, he comes plopping to the ground, blood coming from his mouth, and one of his arms is gone. I was like, holy shit, what the fuck just happened? Even when they showed it later, I was like, what the I was like, what the hell just happened? And which is pretty much funny with what was everyone else's reaction. Cause they're probably thinking, oh, he's gonna return, he's back. And then they see that they're like, what the hell just happened? They're like, wait, 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 wait. What the hell just happened? So you know, they're trying to defend him because um at that point more members of the Adam and that Sun came and were trying to finish off. Uh because the only people who didn't get transported away was Asta. Uh, Leo, Noel, and you know, in a further part of the kingdom, which when you get to his fight, he ends up fighting this lady who was like, a, I don't know what the hell she was doing. Well, she was absorbing the life force of people to make herself stronger and younger. So, kind of like a reverse Tsunade. I was like, ew, what? And she had like these weird magic that she was like, um, deriving, you know, of his senses. So, at one point in the fight, he couldn't even see anymore. Because, like, whatever magic she was using was, like, canceling out his eyes, which ended up backfiring because with that, he was able to fully um, sense sense the mana around him and was able to unlock the wind spirit. So when he does, un- able to unlock it, he uh, uh, does a huge, powerful uh, attack and, you know, sends her flying and doesn't really defeat her because at that point, he's really drained and, you know, he uh, is trying... he collapse for a little bit but they picks him back up which is funny because um he, the only reason why she attacked you know like that was because she called him she he called her an old lady and it was so funny because at that point because you know she was she was like one of the people finding over him because oh you're just a good looking young man um if you know if you do what i say i won't kill you i'll make you my pet or something like that she said and he was like shut up old lady and she was like <laughs> oh you're dead it's like you little punk you're dead now so that was hilarious. And then, you know, he does his attack. She tries to escape. And then that's when she, um, this whole time, Charmy's in the royal kitchen eating away. And um, she goes there to, like, try to take, um, I think she'll take Charmy's magic or her life force or whatever. But she ends up attacking Charmy's food, which then you find out, like, don't mess with Charmy and her food. Because as soon as she does, she summons this giant cotton sheep and just beat the life out of her and that's when um <laughs> that was so unexpected that was so unexpected i was like wait what the hell just happened what happened what oh oh so basically the lesson of that was like don't mess with charming her food or she will mess you up worse than any villain i was like okay so you know in that moment her food ends up getting um caught in the attack and is about to fly out the window or the giant hole she created she's like no my food and that's when um you know shows up and um picks it up and defend and takes it and hands it back to her and that's when she falls for him and the really funny scene when he you know he realizes he's overspent his mad and he's about to pass out and he's like oh oh here we go and you know he's up accidentally falling on top of Charmy and she's freaking out like ah, ah what's what's going on you know she's holding her food like above her and you know is like laying there beside her she's like. <laughs> Like I, I don't know how to feel right now. <laughs> it was like same girl, same. Oh, that was so funny. That was the episode. I was like, Charmy's a mess. I love her so much. So then by that point, um, 
all the other magic knights rush back. Uh, they that's when um they uh, come back and they find out what happens to Fagolion and you know the, the defending and taking down the other members of the Iron Midnight Sun. But then we meet this one girl who's able to pretty much nullify all the other people's magic. We meet Sally, the pretty much the mad scientist of the Iron Midnight Sun. What did you think of her and her goo magic or sticky salamander magic, whatever the hell it was called? She was creepy. So fucking creepy and so gross. Like when I saw her on screen, like I actually got like a chill or something. Like something about her, that was just weird. I was like, yeah. In fact, she was so obsessed with Asta, because that's what kind of yeah. prompts her and them to steal Asta away, um, and take him. Kind of was kind of dumb for me. Was like to this, like one of their hideouts. So she's like, oh, I'm gonna experiment on this kid. But then Rady's wants to be like, I'm gonna kill this kid. You know, he's like mad at Asta for defeating him, and Sally wants to experiment on him. But before they can get to any of that, that's when Julius pops up and just takes them all out in seconds. What did you think of that? He pops up and he's like, Oh, I'm gonna give you guys two choices: surrender now or die. I was like, Oh, 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 no, this isn't funny goofy Julius anymore. Oh no, this is Wizard King Julius, and he is serious right now. That oh my gosh, that whole fight. I I can't even call it a fight. <laughs> that wasn't a fight, that was a massacre. Like he didn't kill him, but he was able to take down he was able to take them all out in minutes and it was able and to still them. capture them. And yeah, he was able to capture one of them because that's when the uh leader of the item and night sun came and was able to uh save some of them. <sighs> He was like, ah, oh, damn, they all got away. But I was able to capture one, so that's fine. And then, you know, the one that, uh, you know, and Charmy defeated, she ended up getting captured. So he was like, oh, but it's all good. That's when they see the uh, Talib, the huge little uh, statue thing. And they're like, oh, what's this? And they see, like, weird little holes where, like, the magic stones are supposed to be. So I'm like, huh. So they must be collecting these magic stones to put them in here. But to do what? Uh, they're like, well, we don't really have time for that. We need to go back. And he just zoops back to the castle, you know, with Austin hand. You know, everyone's worried because they're like, oh, we don't know where Austin could be. He could be anywhere right now. And they're all worried. And then Julius just pops up and he's like, hey, guys. And Austin's like, hey, everyone, I'm back. And they're like, oh, my God, where have you been? What are you doing? Because at first, Noelle is like, oh, you know, Noelle being the Sundere of the show. You know, she's like, oh, whatever, idiot. I wasn't worried about you. She's in her mind, she's like, oh, thank God he's safe. And then, that was Momosa, cute. and then Mimosa, you know, is running up to him and hugging him. That makes Noel jealous. And then Klaus kind of pushes them both out the way and he's hugging Austin like, don't ever do that again. And you're like, okay. You definitely are the mother hen in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was that, adorable. And they pretty much like wrap up the whole thing and kind of explain at this point, uh, Flagolion is unconscious. They were able to stop the bleeding and you know, stabilize him, but he's unconscious at the moment. Um, there were a few people who were hurt, um, and a few people that, um, didn't make it, but, um, you know, overall, it was pretty good success. They were able to capture two members, the Adam and that son, and they're interrogating them, and, you know, uh, this was the scene that really made me, like, uh, Leo's character, because, you know, he feels so bad that he wasn't able to protect his brother, so that's when he, um, he, he like burns that mark under his forehead and he's like this is a vow I'm gonna be stronger than my brother and you know take revenge and whatnot and when that and then when that's done I'm gonna climb up the ranks and become wizard king so you know he turns to Austin he's like Austin don't you dare give up either and Austin's like don't even think about it 
Um, no, that was so inspiring. So because inspiring. this whole time, this whole time he was just like, oh, you know, he was just saying like, oh yeah, I want to be better than you. We're rivals. We're but like he'd never really shown. He never really showed like rival. real commitment, real commitment for it. So yeah, so this was like a that's when he really like, no. showed. And he was like, I'm gonna be serious about this. I'm gonna be better than my brother, and then I'll beat you and become Wizard King. So that was a really cute moment for me. And then pretty much to wrap it all up. I did skip one part that during the whole fight, Asta was defending this little girl that uh, Radies almost killed. So, you know, she shows up and she's thanking, you know, him and Noel, like, oh, thank you for saving me. Here are these cupcakes, you know, as a thanks. And Charmy comes out of nowhere and it was like, oh, here. And Asta's like, those are for me, but okay, whatever. <laughs> That's when they, um, <laughs> like, whatever. That's when they, um, across the way, they see, uh, you know, Mimosa and Klaus again. And, you know, at that time, Klaus, uh, Asta tells, this is my favorite scene uh, so far, like, like in the beginning. You know, he tells, he shows Asta, he, Asta sees you know, and he's like, hey, you jerk. I saw you, I heard you defeated one of the item in that sun members. He's like, don't let it go to your head. And, you know, you know, being like, how's that making me a jerk, idiot? <laughs> and he, and he's like, well, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to become even stronger than you. And whatever, you know, Os- you know, being, you know, the stoic guy that he is, isn't talking. So, you know, Asa's like, hey, you jerk, say something. Why are you acting like you don't know me? So he powers up this super strong attack and, you know, launches it at him, at Austin <laughs> Noel. And, you know, at the last second, Asa was able to, like, block it in. Which is funny, you see Mimosa in Klaus's face, like, what the hell was that for? And, and you know, being like, oh, I think that was a little too much. And Klaus is like, what the hell is wrong with you? Are you crazy? You almost killed them. You know, then at that point, uh, Noel and Oster on the ground, like, holy shit, he was about to kill us. But then in, um, in when he liked it, that was so cute. It was so funny. No, because he was doing that to, like, to like show test. them. Pretty much to, like, test each other's strength. But it's funny how he was like, I might have overdid on it a bit. Then the Noel looking like a bit. <laughs> yeah, you trying to kill us, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, like not everyone has that thing. Like, holy shit, killed us. But then in like a little bit of, and like air he wrote later little Rasta and he's like, Oh, that's it. Get your ass down here. Let's go right now. <laughs> he's like, whatever, jerk. You know, then you know, see uh, you see you know running walking away, you see the wind spirit on his shoulder, but then he's like, Yeah, whatever, we'll meet up again. We're um I'll be even stronger next time. And that's, I say, that's a pretty good stopping point at that point. Gonna be pretty much covered up two arcs of the show so far. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about the whole show since it is a very, very long series. So I would say let's stop there for now. And then we'll get into the, when I do this again for Black Clover, we'll talk about the underwater temple and the uh, Royal Knights exam, and then them pretty much taking on the oh. Knights. So, and then so. one of my favorite, favorite scenes in the Royal Knight exam. Oh my gosh. Oh, uh, okay. Wait, which don't, which one is it? Is it like with Lucky? No, with Lucky. With Luck? Yes. And the Royal Knights exam? Mm hmm. He has, he has, he says one line. It's amazing. I'll show you a video of it later. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, he does have a few. He, he, he's hilarious at some points, but 
Uh, so yeah, so that's pretty much going to be our little stopping point. So we did cover a good portion of the first part of the show. Uh, so next time we do this again, we'll be talking about the underwater temple arc, the Royal Knights exam, and I guess you could say a little bit of the beginning of them taking down the Eye of the Midnight Sun. Plus there's a little other arcs in there when they had to deal with the witches in the forest and um, fighting uh, more members of the uh, Diamond Kingdom and whatnot. So I'm really, really looking forward to talk to you about that and what, what was your takes on some of those episodes. So um, let's see. So right before we leave, I'm going to, what I did for the beginning um, like I said, Black Clover is one of those animes that have a lot of openings to them. So um, the opening I played in the beginning was my one of my favorite ones, which was the third opening, Black Rover. But I think for us going out, I'll play the first opening, which is very iconic since it is the first opening to Black Clover. So I'm going to play that and then that'll be the end of this, of this episode. So uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you again, Denisha, for coming. And we'll play this opening one. And next time we'll talk about the next couple arcs in Black Clover. Thank you for having me. No problem. And let's play this opening. Hold on. Actually, there's one more thing I kind of forgot. We missed a character, a very funny character that we actually missed. Uh, Fenril, the guy with the <laughs> oh my gosh, the um, tell no, what's called the, the transportation. <laughs> pretty much, yeah, pretty much the transportation of Black Clover. Uh, the one who's pretty much the taxi for Yami. I totally forgot about him. How could I forget poor Fenril? Um, he doesn't really play that big a role in the beginning, but. When we get into the next two arcs, especially the Royal Knights exam, oh, he plays a very good role. So I just wanted to do that a little bit of the ending before. Cause I totally forgot about him, and I was like, oh, you idiot, how could you forget Funeral? But it's kind of uh, understanding. He doesn't really play a big role in the first couple of story arcs, but he does play a very, very good uh, role in the next two story arcs. 
So that is it again. So sorry about that. And I'll see you all next time.